Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Communications compound, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Uh, let's go with the Trump investigation. I guess whether we like it or not, the Mar-a-Lago raid is uh, going to be our general manager, and that's what everybody was talking about on this, all all the Sunday talk shows. I kept flipping forward, hoping there'd be something else, but there wasn't. That was the only thing in America, and uh, I don't know how long it's going to be that way. But it was a week ago today that the feds went into Trump's home and the fallout still continues. We'll have a lot of that for you throughout the day, but also other stuff because that's what we do when we get easily bored. You know, just uh, to testify, in real life that's all anybody wanted to talk about. Okay, let's go. There you go. Good, I'm glad to hear that. 
it's interesting. I mean, there's there's lots of interesting angles. So it's not like the um, it's not like the Russia thing where I was uh, bored from the start and uh, I never heard anybody bring it up in real life at all. This does huh. come up in real life. I would agree with that. So. Although I will tell you this, and, and I spent time among people I uh, am very fond of, have a great deal of respect for, uh, good folks, smart folks, successful folks, and I did not sense there being much desire whatsoever for any counter-narrative to the prevailing opinion. Nobody had any interest in anything other than my team, go team, my team always wins, their team always loses. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's a lot of that, obviously. You know, it was as if, uh, and again, these are these are some of my favorite people in the world. Um, we were talking about the the raid and the uh, the warrant and uh, Trump in general and classification, and uh, and it was as if somebody had said, "I tell you what, this little wife of mine, she's a great gal." And I raised my hand and said, "You know, your wife has some flaws." People looked at me like, "What are you? What are you doing?" Right, right. I run into that all the time. Wait, it's why are you doing this? <laughs> Then, yeah. I, then I shut up and retreat. Um, here's here, one of the most interesting things that I heard yesterday, and I heard it from Dan Abrams on ABC and the legal guy on NBC, because it was very popular, I'd say, on Friday and Saturday. The, the, the idea that the Espionage Act, the es- ooh, the Espionage Act, it's got the word espionage in it. Um, both the ABC legal guy, the NBC legal guy, and NPR, as I was driving to work today, said, eh, that one's, that's a nothing. So, oh, so <laughs> the whole getting excited about the Espionage Act, there are some of the other ones are pretty juicy. They're, they're a relatively big problem of if they hid or altered or destroyed any formerly classified, they don't even need to still be classified documents that were being asked for. That's a problem. I mean, there's some serious penalties that go along with that, and then we can get into the whole what about Hillary and what about other people thing. That's a different topic. But that Espionage Act thing that the news world was all excited about for 24 hours or so, that one's a nothing. So, so what, what are we at? Like the fourth narrative or so? The, the fourth iteration of what's really important about this story, Jim? I read this, and you have to be careful because, you know, you can hear things. You can have... Five constitutional scholars on and have they have different opinions and they've sure, spent their life absolutely. studying. So the idea that there's one answer to these things is please. But how about this? I hadn't heard this. So um, nobody knows, for one thing, if a president can wave his hand over a box of documents and say, I declare these declassified because it's never been challenged. So there's really no legal precedent for how a president declassifies or classifies. Some people are going around saying, well, there's paperwork you need to fill out. No, I mean, maybe that's the way people have done it, but it's never been challenged and nobody legally knows what you have to do and what you don't have to do. But I hadn't heard this aspect of it. How about if President Biden comes in and waves his hand and says all the stuff Trump took is back to being classified? What if that happens? (laughs) What what happens in that case? Then all of a sudden the stuff that the previous president declassified, put in his closet, the new president comes in and says, I classify it. Now all of a sudden you've got classified stuff in your closet. Wow. You know, what's interesting to me is is the fact that it didn't need to be written out chapter and verse 300 pages of rules and regulations before. Everybody just mm. behaved in a fairly reasonable way, and That's everybody knew. 
it's, it's, a, it's like zero tolerance policies at schools and the fact that, you know, you got a, a giant sign full of playground rules for the poor kids who just want to run around and let off some steam. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's just there is so much ugly, nasty, and dumb on all sides of this. It's just, I don't know. It's just frustrating to me to to have virtually the entire world uh, standing on either side of the chasm, shouting at each other, you're the bad people. No, you're the bad people. My, my side never does anything wrong. My, your side. And it's just, it's, it, it's, it's like watching the view. It's like watching those idiot chattering hens shouting at each other. There's nothing there for me. I don't, I, it's boring. <laughs> well, uh, Tim the Lawyer sent me a pretty good piece from a smart lawyer guy who looked at both sides of it. The Maybe this, maybe that. I can get into a little bit later that had some great stuff in it, including a great quote from Barack Obama from back in the day when Hillary's email server was all the rage. And Barack Obama saying, look, there's classified and there's classified. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's called classified, but it's and, you know, that's uh, which is true. And the fact that Barack Obama said it is quite interesting because there is classified and there's classified. They they classify all kinds of crap that wouldn't necessarily need to be classified. So Mm -hmm. we'll get into all that. Yeah, yeah. The biggest There's question. no audience. There's no audience for that. What are you, a rhino? You're a rhino. This seems to be true, though, that uh, the government went to great lengths to get back a bunch of boxes, and Trump didn't give them back, and we're not sure why. That seems to be uh-huh. just a fact. Why didn't he give them back? Was it just jerking with them? Was there something he wanted to keep? Was it? Who knows? That that I think that is... Pretty solid that question right there. They were they were told over and over again, give that particular stuff back, and they didn't. And why? You know, I I think that's a pretty easy uh, answer. Honestly, here we go. Joey's got the Anderson, ladies and gentlemen, the answer. Come to me for easy answers. Uh, throughout his presidency, there were a number of occasions where Trump believed something was his. That was actually the people's or the government's. If he wrote a letter or he received it, he considered it his. His to throw out, his to tear up, whatever. It's just the way he views it. Mm. Well, I'm not sure that's going to hold up in a in court. Oh, I'm sure it's not. Well, and, and I just, I don't know. Again, I got to take a couple of shots of bourbon or something and just go entirely one side. That's not the way I see the world. So it makes me a bad talk show host, and I apologize. I'm sorry to have wasted your time already today, and perhaps if you're very patient, I'll waste more of it if you stay with us. Well, I, have, I apologize. Well, I have two fairly explosive things from two pundits I really like. I'll share with you right after we start the show officially. But oh, I, think, I, think, I do like a good explosion. I think you'll really <laughs> like these. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Monday, August 15th. The year 2022, or Armstrong and Getting, we approve of this program. All right, then, let's begin officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here comes the show at Mark. You have lost your mind. Don't touch me ever in your life. You touch me first, and then you got in my face. Don't ever invade my face. Get out of my face! Get out of my face! That's the unmistakable sound of someone going apes, and we'll have uh, more of that and the details <laughs> coming up later. <laughs> It's always fun when somebody goes uh, apes. Spicy times. <laughs> somebody, you know, I haven't seen that video. I know the story, but I just, I got limited time to watch 
One guy punch out another guy at an airport or some drunk chick crawl through the drive through window at a Wendy's or uh, somebody trash the ice cream machine because it won't work. Uh, I went so minor ape-ass at a bank the other day. I was swapping stories oh. with someone last night because they had lost their temper with a credit card company on the phone uh-huh. uh, a lot uh, to a fairly high degree. And then uh, so I was telling my story of. Uh, uh, low-level apes at a bank the mm. other day. Maybe I'll have to share that story. It's not something I'm particularly proud of, but it's kind of funny. Here's the explosive thing that I heard. Yes. I was right. Does that matter? Does that matter when I went apes, the fact that I was right, or does that not matter? I just, I'm sitting here thinking about how much I love that term. I went apes because it refers to the practice of primates hurling their own fecal matter at people at, at, at anything they're unhappy with yeah i didn't literally hurl my fecal matter that wouldn't be no even if i'm in fecal matter even if my from completely in the right i should not hurl my fecal matter at a bank manager i think we can agree yeah. yes i'd probably make the news here's the two things i heard that i thought were pretty explosive from a couple of pundits that i like in bremer tweeted out it's increasingly look like trump either goes to jail or becomes president <laughs> and I was listening to the Dispatch podcast, Dispatch, a news organization we like. Uh, you should check it out sometime. And their uh, their smarty pants gal they have on there, whose name is uh, Sarah Isger. Her name was escaping me there briefly. They're talking about what you were just talking about. You know, could he be charged this or that, and how p- politically explosive that would be? And her take was, as somebody who's worked on presidential campaigns, I mean, she said. I don't think it would have a make a dent politically. I think if anything, it helps him. She says, I think he could get elected from jail. <laughs> oh, no. So Ian no, Bremer's saying either he goes America. to jail or, or he's elected president, and she thinks he could get elected from jail. Oh, jeez. Oh, Lord. Well, way back in the day, we had the, the communist, um, what's his name, uh, uh, Eugene Debs. He got like 5% of the vote from jail. But we've never had anybody win from jail. I don't know what happens at that point. At the point that you're elected, they open the doors and let you walk into the White House, or that's your Oval Office now, and foreign dignitaries have to come visit you in your jail cell. I don't know how it works. <laughs> I can't imagine how that works. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of that. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's just fine. Strong. Cool. All on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. One year ago, the Taliban took Afghanistan back over, and a report is out from one committee on how that has gone since, and it is not good. Afghanistan, according to the UN, I believe is the uh, worst spot in the world right now. Hmm. Congratulations, Afghanistan. Biggest humanitarian disaster on the planet is Afghanistan right now. Yeah. Since we pulled out. Hmm. Well, it was always going to go to hell. Right. uh, Was uh, was it our responsibility to stay stay there forever? Because once we pulled out, it was going to do this? I don't know. No, no. But sometimes you can do the right thing in the wrong way. We will discuss. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. I've chosen a quote I printed out from Jonah Goldberg in a recent column for reasons that will become clear during mailbag, interestingly enough. 
Presidents are not redeemers, messiahs, incarnations of mystical aspirations, or righteous settlers of seething grievances. They're not God kings or the fathers of our American family. They're politicians elected to do some specific things as the head of one branch of one level of government. They get that job for a limited and defined period of time, and afterward, they're simply citizens. Mailbag. Part of the reason I went ahead and used that for the freedom, love, and quote of the day was uh, this note from uh, Mike. I'm not normally not a fan of Jonah Goldberg or The Dispatch, but he was right in his column last week. I only hang out in religious circles. I've been a diehard MAGA guy. But Trump is now being held up as more important than Jesus in churches that follow Jesus. After church yesterday, I had to talk to my kids about it because the church decided to have a prayer meeting for Trump. For God to put a hedge of protection around the Trump family. For God to judge the FBI, etc. I heard over and over how Trump is the only hope for the nation. Wow. In church, he heard that. As far as I can tell from talking to others, that was happening from Arkansas to California. And it was not coordinated. It just happened. Their Jesus was persecuted, and they expected God to move in response. I've actually read a fair amount about this Christian nationalism thing centered around Trump, and it's kind of scary. It might be the most interesting aspect of the whole thing. Especially given the fact that Trump's not a Christian. No, I guarantee... The Bible! Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you he doesn't care about you people. Well, here's the deal, and this is very much like the Putin uh, philosophy in Russia, and this is very much like you know some of the stuff Tucker Carlson says as well. The threat to our culture, to our society, to our country is so serious from the forces of the radical left that it's it's a godly battle against them, and any price that is paid is worth it and any sacrifice including the constitution or whatever that has to be made to stop the onslaught is is justified in a nutshell that's the philosophy so trump seen as the great warrior against the radical left and he's a good one (laughs) he is a good one Uh, he is seen as the savior of christendom that's something I think you could do better for a savior, but, you know, you believe what you want to believe. Uh, on a cheerier note, perhaps, uh, Lee, who was going to listen to the podcast while in labor, has followed up and written back and said, turns out you're not quite an in-labor type of show. Your brilliance, humor, and nuance really get lost in the excruciating pain. Who'd have thunk it? But at any rate, they have welcomed a beautiful new addition, Lee and her hubby and uh, the uh, their five and three year old respectively. They sent along some absolutely fabulous pictures of the the new youngster, the family, and their horse who appears to be in a dog costume, or it's the biggest dog that's ever strode the earth. Good lord! Yeah, I've been through a couple of labors myself. You know, as a, as the observer, not the uh, the person in labor. Even though I believe that a man with a penis like me can give labor just like anyone else. Oh, you could give birth. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, I could see talk radio, talk radio would be a good way to while away the hours during the, uh, the lead up period, which can be, you know, hours or days. But when it's go time, not sure mm. talk radio is what you want there. <laughs> no, I'm not sure anything's what you want except it to be over. There to be a baby. Oh, you know, that's funny. Do we have time for this? My 13-year-old and I were listening to Thursday's podcast. Joe was talking about birthing people and people with the capacity for pregnancy. My son said, why doesn't he just say woman? So I explained to him the woke terminology. My son stared at me with a confused look and said, I'm disappointed in our world. (laughs) You're a good boy, son.
We have so much to talk about to catch up from a weekend that was full of news as always. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And the public here 
is asking these big picture questions. Is this a fishing ex expedition for January 6th? Is this about going after uh, one of President Biden's potential opponents in 2024? Uh, this looks like political theater, I think, to the average voter. And it's, and it's part of a pattern here of, of, of Trump's opponents violating norms in response uh, to the president himself uh, violating norms. Yeah, it's an excellent point from Jason Riley of the Wall Street Journal as he was going on about how we're in an era where one side violates norms, so the other side violates norms in response, and we just keep going. Yeah, in fairness, after my recent screed about churches going crazy and worshiping Trump instead of Jesus, uh, on the left, they have absolutely said, they've said openly, uh, no, no principle, no value is so important that we can't chuck it if it keeps uh, Trump out of office. Right. So a couple of things, a question we mentioned earlier this hour uh, is still out there. Why did Trump hang on to that stuff? He was given, it would seem, quite a bit of warning. There was a subpoena. There was talk with his people. His lawyer even signed off on, yep, we've given you everything, which could be a legal problem for him. But uh, So why did he hang on to that stuff? That's an unknown. Also, Dan Abrams on ABC yesterday said, what we don't know is, was there intention to pursue evidence in a prosecution or were they just trying to get the stuff back? Did they just need to get the stuff back to fulfill the order of all this stuff belongs, you know, in the archive? So we don't know that yet. It's a heck of a move, though, if it's just to get the stuff back. Everybody seems to think that's uh, this. Really? You as George Will wrote on Friday when we read this, you have roiled the country. You better have a very good reason. More on that in a second. The NBC legal analyst was comfortable saying. Trump had documents that could be worth billions of dollars to our adversaries. I would like to, uh, you know, question him on that. What documents? You know? in, in what way? And how would you? What do you? So you think he had like nuclear plans he was going to sell to Pakistan or something? I don't know. That seems pretty over the top. Well, I think it is more likely that uh, somebody would see that there was or hear somehow that there was an asset worth billions of dollars at Mar-a-Lago and go take it, steal it, and, and sell it to somebody. So, Tim, the lawyer, passed this along to me. Jack Goldsmith writing in something called Lawfare Thoughts on the Mar-a-Lago Search, which I thought was a pretty fair rundown of a couple of things. I'll mention a few of them to you. He said, sensible commentators, including George Will, Damon Linker, and David Brooks, and we read from George Will last week. I'll have to look up the David Brooks stuff. People that I like think Attorney General Garland made a mistake, perhaps a disastrous one, in executing the search warrant in Mar-a-Lago. They worry that the search will, in Will's sedate words, harm social comedy and domestic tranquility. In other words, that it did more harm than good to this country, uh, even if specifically legally you had the right to try to get those documents back. Which I'm, I'm definitely leaning that direction until more information is, is known. And then to the, you know, it was uh, top secret stuff. This guy quotes Barack Obama from back during the Hillary has secret information stuff when Barack Obama said, what I also know, because I handle a lot of classified information, classified information is that there's classified and then there's classified. There's stuff that is really top secret, top secret, and then there's stuff that is being presented to the president or the secretary of state that you might not want going out of the wire, but it's basically stuff you could get in an open source. Yeah, a lot of top secret stuff you could Google or get at the local library. Now, in that sentence, he was talking about top secret stuff or classified stuff. Uh, he's well. He said top secret 
there's really top secret, top secret, and stuff being presented that you could get anywhere. Yeah, interesting. But I, okay. he, I don't think yeah. he was getting specific about. Yeah, the, the reason I stopped you is just because, uh, you know, depending on what I'm reading or listening to, people who who don't know how those terms are used use them interchangeably all the time. You'd think that guy, Barack Obama, knew what he was doing. But... You would think he did. Obama was criticized for this. Of course, rem- he was a long-legged Mac daddy. <laughs> wow, that's a throwback. Um, Obama was criticized for this remark because he commented publicly on the investigation and because he revealed the skepticism with which top officials view and often disregard the U.S. government's overclassification of information. I've heard that, too, because so many things are labeled top secret. People regularly throw top secret stuff in a file in a briefcase and take it home because freaking everything's top secret. Uh, and yet there is truth in what Obama says. The government massively overclassifies, and even many highly classified secrets are stuff you could get in open source. It will matter a lot in assessing Garland's decisions whether the information Trump had was really top secret, top secret, or just information available to the public. And that's something we don't know yet. Well, that's funny. When you were presenting the roiling the water stuff from Will and Brooks and others, I was thinking it hinges entirely on what the documents are. Right. He gets to that here. There are many reports that classified documents relating to nuclear weapons were among the items FBI agents sought. Trump's unsurprising response was, nuclear weapons is a hoax, just like Russia. Russia was a hoax. Two impeachments were a hoax. The Mueller investigation was a hoax and much more. This guy writes, well, if indeed the FBI was searching for documents related to nuclear weapons, it will matter a lot whether the documents concerned, for example, Trump's tweet that his button was bigger than Kim Jong-un's. Because maybe Trump had that documentation. That's related to nuclear weapons. Or was it a description of nuclear weapons design or foreign nuclear capabilities, i.e. secrets that, if revealed, would truly harm the national security? That matters a lot. Sure. Yeah, and, and of course, the mainstream media phrases everything in the scariest possible way. The classified documents were said to contain information about our nuclear arsenal. Yeah, we got a lot of bombs, and we're pointing them at China. I mean, if that's it, <laughs> we know. Who cares? <laughs> What's in the documents? You know what? That's It's an excellent, excellent point. One thing that bothered me, a couple of people brought up, you know, the president can declassify anything. He can wave his hand over a box of documents and say it's all declassified. Okay, number one, that's nobody's sure if that's true, uh, which is odd. Um, but on a practical level, folks, if, say, say I was a big Joe Biden fan. Let's leave the orange guy out of this. I'm a big Joe Biden fan. Well, that bad, can't care. And Joe does that over a big box of documents because he's taking them back to Delaware to hang out on the beach with with his crackhead son. I guess they're in South Carolina, aren't they, at this point? Anyway, um, so uh, and and he leaves out on the coffee table, sitting around, the complete description of the offensive and defensive capabilities of America's submarine fleet. I mean, triple, insanely classified top secret compartmentalized kill yourself after you read this information okay <laughs> jeez now that's top secret if i as a joe biden fan said well that's okay because he declassified it and he left it sitting there on a coffee table in a coffee shop in delaware or south carolina or wherever he is seriously you'd say well that's okay because he's the president no that's incredibly dangerous but it all depends on what the documents are if if senile old joe biden 
did that with like some benign description of Marines training. Have them do 25 push-ups and then uh, run for a mile. Well, then who cares? It hinges on what's there. I do think it's interesting that two Trump haters like George Will and David Brooks of the New York Times uh, say Garland made a mistake of epic proportions because of the damage it does to the culture of the country, to the, to the, 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 you know, how much more we're at each other's throats after this than we were before. I think that's pretty interesting. I think that's a good example of somebody being uh, Trump skeptical, if you will, or Trump hostile even, but not so Trump obsessed that it blinds you to, you know, all reality. Now, George Will used some fancy Latin phrase I don't have memorized. That is, let justice be done or the heavens fall. Uh, even if the heavens fall or something like that? No matter what, do justice even if it causes a horrible disaster. And George Will said, how about let's not? <laughs> and nope. uh, and Tim, the lawyer, our friend, he uh, he texted me and said, I lean more toward that. And so did this guy who wrote this legal piece more toward, yeah, the ramifications of justice being done, you worry about later, but you got to do, you got to follow the law. Uh, this is this is the all time. Cu- I always lean that direction, but this is the all time tough call on that one. If it tears the country apart and we're no longer able to function, I'm not sure you get any points for at the end getting to say, "Well, we followed the letter of the law." So, and we got those uh, th- those documents back from that real estate guy. <laughs> I'm not sure that works. Yeah. Let justice be done or their heavens fall. How about let's not? <laughs> I think I agree with that. I like I like the heavens where they are. Let's everybody calm down. Oh, boy. This is not over, obviously. Now, are there more uh, waves of this this week, or are we months out from the next shoe dropping on this? I don't have any idea. Yeah, that's a good question. No, no clue. Yeah, it could be a long time before there's another wrinkle in this story, but. Yeah, as predicted uh, on the Armstrong and Getty show last week, the the stuff Merrick Garland put out and what came out over the weekend was pretty unsatisfying and just left everybody more or less where they were. There's still a lot of demand from uh, people on both sides of the aisle to put out more. The people on the left are so certain that this must be big or you wouldn't have done that, that they want it put out there. And people are right, you know, yeah. So maybe there'll be enough pressure to put out more information on what was in those boxes. I don't know. Yeah. I would just suggest everybody on all sides, the whole, this is so important, we're going to tear everything down. How about let's not tear everything down, all right? Let's see if we can fix it, and I'll explain what I mean, because there are a lot of great trends going on. There are some bad ones, too, but there are some pretty good ones from a conservative point of view. Oh, and and next segment, got to play for you. Speaking of Hillary and what, wipe it like with a cloth? Uh, And that whole... uh, crap show got some delightful uh delightful musical walk down memory lane for you oh from that debacle fantastic i look forward to that that's coming up next armstrong and getty enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm signing up and playing is so easy simply sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matter more than ever place your money line prop and parlay bets with a king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Obama is a long leg Mac Daddy. I asked Michael to play that clip to make clear that when I made reference to that phrase in the previous segment, I was not actually accusing uh, the former president of long daddied, long legged Mac Daddyhood. I was merely quoting that uh, pre- preacher from back in the day. Not exactly the sure. Record reflect. I don't know what Mac Daddy means. <laughs> I, don't, I don't either. I have no idea. So uh, somebody tweeted this at us, and I thought it was amusing as heck. Uh, Hillary's uh, email fiasco keeps coming up again. And, uh, uh, you know, in reference to now the Trump classified document thing, I think it is at least uh, somewhat ironic that many of us chanted lock her up at Trump rallies because she had classified stuff on a server. And now uh, apparently has boxes full of it in Mar-a-Lago. And Trump himself uh, promoted and, and signed the law making... Uh, the mishandling of certain documents of felony now. Um, and now he may be accused of the very thing. Uh, boy, world keeps spinning. But anyway, this is a bit of a musical tribute to Hillary and the server and Comey. Enjoy. What I want to do is tell you what we're recommending. But first, let me tell you what we found. 110 emails in 52 email chains have been determined to contain classified information. What difference at this point does it make? Those chains are top secret. 36 of those chains secret. And eight contain confidential information. What difference at this point does it make? Everything I did was. 
political parody it's a catchy tune yeah i actually liked it as a way to be brought back up to speed on that story in a less than boring way and it is a good reminder she had a whole bunch of secret top secret all kinds of different kind of classified information flying around in a way that you shouldn't and we missed the breakdown (laughs) and comey did that inexplicable thing of coming out and doing that little thing there where he told the world and then at the end of it said but we're not charging her with anything well then why did you tell us because when you have an investigation and decide not to charge anything charge anybody usually you just keep it quiet but you came out and said damaging things to somebody who's running for president but you're not charging them which didn't bother me but i can certainly understand why it'd bother you if you're hillary clinton um and, and and of course nobody raided her house or you know anything like that what difference at this point does it make yeah so yeah i was uh, reminded though uh, musically that there were absolutely top secret uh, email chains on that uh, that server etc so just you know the whole and and it's it's fun look i'm a sports fan less than i used to be because they've put me off too much politics but i used to cheer for my team my team are good guys the the guys on my team that pushed it to the edge of the rules they were just scrappy and tough the guys on the other team who did that they're dirty and should be flagged you know come on that's the way human beings are but just add the back and forth back and forth back and forth your guy does it it's fine the other guy does it you go crazy i don't know i just <laughs> Well, wouldn't that be an argument? I, I should be better at going ahead. Wouldn't that be an argument for the let justice be done or the heavens fall then? You just follow the letter of the law so everybody gets treated the same way? Well, in theory, yeah. Although, you know, but but no, not not to the point that the heavens fall. You got some problems you can't solve all at once. You've got to work your way back to the way things ought to be because we can't tear apart the country over a couple of boxes of documents at Mar-a-Lago. At this point, is a net, a net win or a net loss for Trump? I think it's clearly a net win. That's my judgment. Yes. So yeah, I agree. There's that. And and unless you know the documents turn out to be something truly horrific, uh, you know that's probably going to continue to be the reality of it. Although you know a certain chunk of the country, even if uh, evidence comes out that you know he had, uh, like I said, the all the secrets to America's nuclear submarine capabilities, uh, the chunk of the country won't believe it. Do we have anybody listening that ever rode the Concorde? You remember that plane from back in the day? It took you three hours to get from New York to London super fast, and then they stopped using it because it was just too expensive to operate. It was also crazy loud. Uh, environmentalists hated it. So it went away. Well, there's a new thing out now called Overture, which is a not quite as fast, but nearly as fast plane that is going to start running. It runs on some sort of green energy, they claim. It's much quieter. 
and they think that uh, the, the, the cost efficiency actually works, that they can make it happen. And it basically cuts long flights in half. It's not just going to be New York to London like the Concorde was. Um, but, for instance, you'll be able to travel from New York to London, if you ever do, in three hours and 30 minutes. Wow. Which is half what it takes if you fly a regular international flight now. That's fantastic. If that whole green thing is a good hook to get uh, more press. How about that? Yeah, yeah, it is. How about L.A. to Sydney, which is a 15-hour flight? 15 hours is brutal. Well, but in this plane, you could do it in eight hours, which is, you know, tolerable. Tokyo to Seattle. Four hours and 30 minutes. Oh, that's spectacular. I'd say. How uh, soon is this thing going to be winging its way back and forth? Do we know? Um, I mean, is this like by the year 2050 or next week or what? Because I got, I want to go to Sydney. The overture will run on 100% sustainable aviation fuel. That's called SAF, as you know. <laughs> of course. Flies at Mach 1.7. Uh, I don't remember what it said when it's going to start. It'll cost you $30 million per ticket. Yeah, that I don't know. Uh, United Airlines is going to buy 15 of the aircraft once safety requirements are met. Like, you know, it doesn't splatter you against the back wall because it's going so fast. Please don't do that. Or has that uh, little third world dipping problem that that Boeing uh, 737 had where the... The engines were fighting each other and angry at the tail, or I can't remember exactly how that worked, but the plane was uh, fighting itself. They get regular hypersonic flights going around the world. That'll be something. Oh, yeah. Where in a few hours you can be anywhere and then back again. Awesome. Of course, yeah, I have to get the price down to where it would be worth it. You know, if I can save $3,000 by sitting in my seat for several more hours, I'll probably do that. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home.